This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Missy. At the kitchen table this evening. It's a beautiful night out, but... uh, It's nice, but it was kind of late to start a fire by the time you got home. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, tonight was my night to write a column. We're also a, a day late with the podcast. Sorry about that, but uh, very busy weekend. And my, yesterday was Mother's Day. Exactly. The only work I did on yesterday was, wait, I did a lot of work yesterday. You did a I? lot of work yesterday. I weeded out the beet bed, which doesn't sound like a lot of work, but if you saw the before and after pictures on Instagram, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, wow. Because when you weed a beet bed, you have to do it by weed. Yes. You're picking weeds out inch, bit by bit in between all of the developing beet plants. Right. So, in the before picture, it was kind of like, wow, there are beets there? Yeah. It looked <laughs> like a grassy field. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, look, there are several rows of beet plants, and they're doing pretty good. So, I yeah, it was a lot of time doing that and did some... Um, but then I made dinner last night. That was for Mother's Day, because... I know you wanted to take me out, but I was being cheap, and I was like, it's way better to just grill at home and make everything I want, all the all my sides, you know. Yeah, it was good. Uh, steak and asparagus, and now you've got some Brussels sprouts that we'll have later in the week, unless you decide to pickle them. Yeah, I haven't decided. I might want to just go ahead and pickle them. I haven't had any luck at all growing cruciferous plants, and at this point, we'd have to start Brussels sprouts in, like, July or August to get them to be a fall vegetable. So Which maybe, we'll try. We have seeds. We do. Maybe this year we'll be able to try it. This We, we still got to get the garden ready, though. I know. <laughs> well, again, we had some things come up, so it was kind of an abbreviated weekend. So the idea of moving tomatoes down, which we thought was going to happen last weekend, didn't. So didn't the really plan quite is happen. To, sometime. plans to get them down this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it'll be warmer into the 80s, but uh, oh well. Yeah. But it'll also be past all the cold bits. Like every time we thought we'd want to get everything planted, within a couple of days of thinking we'd do it, but we didn't get around to it, it got really cold here. It did. And then we had a lot, a lot of rain. So I really think that if we got things out earlier, I don't think they would have done well. Now, some of our my friends are doing just fine and they got lucky. <laughs> yeah, on my way to work every day, I drive by this beautiful garden plot. And it's already got the fence up and around it, and it's just, it's its all dirt except for the plants. There's like a, no weed in sight. It's I know. amazing. I have a friend of mine like that, and it's just like, good for you. I hate your guts. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. 
quit showing off. Oh, that's good. You know, I'm, I got I've mixed emotions, but you know. Yeah. Well, I comfort myself by thinking, okay, this person is probably retired, uh, and, and that's their hobby. And we have friends who do this full time. This is their job, right? Right. And so, but that's their job. That's like, their job. I have exactly. a full time job. The garden is the thing I try to do when I have the time. And <laughs> between the weather and the health and everything else, it's it's just not worked right. But hopefully next weekend. We'll be getting some tomato plants and some pepper plants in the ground. Because the pa- tomato plants in the house, I have some that are at least 9, 10 inches tall. Yeah, no, they look good. They're, like, dying to get outside. Right. But it's just been like, I don't want to put my babies out there right now because the weather is kind of ew. Yeah. So, but so, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. And the uh, uh, no castration stories this week either. No, we, we didn't, didn't have that. a chance we to. We didn't have the chance this weekend. Nope. So that's another thing we got to do. We have to do that soon. Very soon. Yeah, they're getting big. They are, and they're like nine weeks old now. So yep. we can start to try to get get rid of them too. Yes. yes. How so do you feel about uh, roast suckling pork? I've been wanting to try that for a really long time. I'll cry a little bit when I go ahead and put the little sucker out, but I will be like licking my chops later. So it's all good. Okay. All right. So we have that to look forward to as well. Other than that, it's been a fairly quiet week here on the farm. Not a uh, lot to report. As I said, the fireflies are out in full force right now, or the lightning bugs, depending on where you live, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like, I grew up saying one, and then now I say another, and my brain can't remember which one's the right term. So I just say fireflies. I think I grew up saying lightning bugs. I think you did. I think lightning bugs is a New Jersey, New England. Yeah, because fireflies is a Oklahoma South here. Yeah. And apparently they're not anywhere near Arizona because a friend of ours came to visit us a couple of years ago, and she just about freaked out when she saw lightning bugs yeah, flying around. Very, very bothered by them. I, she was like, what are they? Oh, my God. I'm like, they're <laughs> called fireflies or lightning bugs, depending on where you, But they don't have them where she's from. I she, noticed they were coming out in, in dribs and drabs, ones and twos, and then uh, last night as I was taking the dogs out for their last walk, I was walking up our, our driveway and woods on one side and then there's a pasture on the other and it looked like it looked like I was at a concert and mm. people were taking you know pictures or you know snapping their lighters or whatever it was Do you just remember this- that one year we walked down to the creek and the and the all the bushes and the and the the wooded areas were just so filled with fireflies that it, it really looked like just stars everywhere. It yeah. was crazy. I, I was just like I had never seen that many fireflies before. Yeah, it was one of the it's this is one of the I guess one of the the cool things of summer, it's one of the cool hallmarks, like, you know, May, the fireflies come, July, the blueberries are are, uh, are ripe, uh, August, you tend to get the tomatoes, you know, in full harvest for a couple of months, so it's, it's just the calendar checking off, like, the normal signs of summer. Yeah, last year we were lucky, the little tiny, our garden was so sad and pathetic, because with dealing with the cancer crap, we didn't get anything but a couple of measly little pepper plants in the ground. Yeah. But we had those until November. Like, they kept <laughs> popping out peppers until I got a frost, and I picked the little frozen corpses off, and I pickled them, so, right. or f- putting them into ferment, but yeah. All right, we're going to step away for a moment or two, but we have much more to come, including some of your thoughts via email, uh, 40acrefool at gmail.com. That's the email address. Stick around. We'll be right back with more right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. And we're back. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool on the Blaze Radio Network. Nicely done. Thank you. I used to do that all the time when I had my own talk show. I know. And now I never let you do it. So no, I'm glad you just jumped right in. That's it. I'm, I'm going to steal it every once in a while. So I have to say, so um, I was really thrilled yesterday to make yummy steaks for dinner and, and all the side dishes and the, oh, and um, Kid Four loves the sautéed mushrooms and butter with garlic. Mm-hmm. He was like, can I have some more of those today? Day, and I was like, oh, no, I don't have any, but I'll show, I have more mushrooms. I'll show you how to make them later. Boy, after my own heart, i got to yeah. take them to Hardy's for the mushroom and Swiss burger. I bet he would like it. Um, but the nicest thing today was uh, having steak left over because I kind of felt puny last night, so I didn't eat my whole steak, so I had like a whole bunch to save. Mm-hmm. So this morning I had a steak and egg and cheese and salsa breakfast burrito. Oh, my. And then I had another one for dinner. Nice. We had seven eggs today. Holy cow. We have on the counter... 30 eggs, I think, <laughs> for the, from the past, because the girls have just been popping. Like, some of them are, like, barely bigger than fart or fairy eggs, because right. they're the brand new layers. Yeah. Um, but I'm, like, thinking, oh, I think everybody's k- kicking in now, so I've got to start thinking of things to use up for eggs, so. Yes, we've been having breakfast for dinner a lot, which I don't mind. I like eggs. I made myself eggs for breakfast the other day, and uh, I did a good job. So now I, I know that I haven't lost my touch making eggs, and I cleaned the pan afterwards. No, you didn't. You you rinsed it. You left it in the <laughs> sink filled with water, and that's the kind of pan you're not allowed to leave with water. And there were no, scrambled eggs me. all over the inside of the sink. No, that wasn't me. Oh, yeah, it was. That, was, that must have been somebody else. There was no one else in the house that made eggs that morning. No, because I was proud of what I did. So I'm really have, glad that you thought it was a good it, idea. It couldn't have ended up badly. <laughs> as long as you ate it, it was good, right? Oh, it was delicious. There you go. <laughs> I'm just learning this now. <laughs> Which I guess it couldn't have bothered you too much because you didn't say anything until now. No, I just waited didn't. To see my I, no, I was just me. like, and that was all. <laughs> it was like one of those, don't leave these in the water. Did you have a, uh, a nice Mother's Day? I did. I did. I, I, you took the kids away. I, it was quiet. I got to work in the garden without anybody bothering me. Yeah, I was hoping I, you'd hang out in the hammock. but uh, I didn't get a chance to. I really you. got caught up, and I really... My goal was to get every single weed out of that beet bed. Yeah. And at one point, I was just like, you can do it. It's only a little bit more. Come on. And so, yeah. But that's what I, like, dragged my sorry butt up from the garden, took a bath, lightheaded and dizzy, and then proceeded to make dinner. This is the challenge. This is one of the challenges that we have every summer, is that you like to sleep in on the weekends. And it's hot. And it's hot by the time you get out of bed. But it sucks to get up early. (laughs) So, I keep thinking... We need to get up early, and we just need to take a nap during the heat of the day. I, I think can't that's nap. The, I bet you could. Uh, I don't know. I can't usually turn off my brain unless I you know, take some sort of sleep aid, and you can't take a sleep aid to take a nap. No. No. But I, 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 I don't know. I think that's supposed to be like the natural order of things. Yeah, sure. If I was an old lady, 
<laughs> Only needed four hours of sleep at night, and I got up at four o'clock in the morning, and my day was done at three, and I went to Denny's for no, the I super just think, like, early dinner <clears throat> special. On the, on the farm, you know, <laughs> you get up and you work in the cool of the morning. Well, yeah. And you work in the cool of I'm the I'm sure evening. there are generations of farmers who did exactly that, and that's, I don't know when I'm ever going to be a morning person. <laughs> Well, I wasn't really a morning person when I did morning drive, but I still got up and did it. Well, it's because you had got paid. It was your job. You That's had to true. get up and do it. You had no choice. That's true. It's kind of like you, when you were doing the morning job and I wanted to go to the gym, the only time I could get there was before you left for work in the morning because like my day was so busy. So I was at the gym from 4.15 until 5.15, <laughs> sweating and puking for I don't know what reason, but whatever. <laughs> so see, you you got up early to go work out. Think of it that way. You're getting up early to go work in, out in the garden. <laughs> no, see, the difference is, is that I could take a shower at the gym and go to work. Mm-hmm. Here I have to run a bath, which takes 15 minutes. Take a bath, which no, takes a you while. You have to run a bath. You can. We have the shower attachment. It's not the same. And I, I get really dirty the in there, and I want to soak and rinse off. So you can't do that and then you know expect to be to work on time. I have to work from 9 to 5. See, so. again, we've had this conversation going on like five years running now. So. Never going to happen. I know. Quit talking about it. <laughs> I still think it makes sense. <laughs> I know it makes sense. It just, I don't like it. So there you go. There we go. I'll work in the dark at night. It's there, nicer. There we go. Yeah, among the fireflies. Yep. Me and the fireflies will weed. <laughs> Listen to music. I think it's an REM song, Guardian of Night. Night Swimming. No, they had Guardian at Night, too. Did they really? Yeah, that Those was one of their first See, songs. See, they were probably a lot like me. They didn't want to have to get up early in the morning to do crap, so they did it at nighttime. Well, yeah, because they were musicians. They didn't. Musicians don't usually get up early in the morning. Yeah, well. Unless you're a bugler. <laughs> All right, we're going to get uh, up for revelry. On that dad joke, revelry. we're going to uh, step away. We've got more 40 joke. acres in a pool <laughs> here on the Blaze Radio Network. So stick around. We'll be right back. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards. On the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the Chris Salcedo Show. We know that a law was broken here. We know that a felonious act has been committed here, and it wasn't by President Trump. The only folks who did something illegal are these folks inside of government who leaked this information to the press. They are the only ones who have committed a felony. They are the only ones who, I would argue, placed America at greater risk. The Chris Salcedo Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So that last segment got me thinking, and this is, I'll, I'll pose this question for our listeners. Mm. Um, you can even chime in on Facebook. We'll post this question on our Corny Goat Farm Facebook page. Oh, yeah, because I think you can do like poll questions if we have a yes or no thing. But well, I don't think it's going to be a yes or no. But this right, we'll is, just put the question. So this out. is like, what is your, what's your least favorite thing about homesteading about getting gardening. up early <laughs> we okay so i know what yours is yep and we always talk about the awesome parts because there are a lot of awesome parts yeah but there are a lot of awful parts too like having <laughs> to put down sick animals yeah i and mean getting up early I, I, even builds character we, we we call those character building oh no but they're just not things. the fun things no they're you not don't the have fun to put things. down the animal like we have quasimodo the weird chicken and i'm thinking well She's improving ever since we got rid of Rooster 2. Yeah. Do I let her stay around? 
Do I think I, we let her stay around for a little while. She does seem to be getting better. Boy, yeah. she was like, I thought she was seriously brain damaged. I thought she had been well, pecked dumb. The problem was is that both of the roosters were very overzealous, and at one point I caught them. They were both trying to get her in the muddy yard, mm-hmm. and they were slipping, sliding all over the place. And I think she got she hurt her leg, and she never got a chance to recover because they kept jumping on her, and they managed to peck the back of her head bloody raw. Yeah. But it's now scabbing over and doing healthier. She's picking her head up out of her body now, and she's actually walking around and not limping. So I think that, you know, since we don't we only have the one, he's not so overzealous because he doesn't have to feel the need to compete with the other. Yeah, and she can kind of hide from him, too. Yes, and she is good at that hiding thing. So, so but, okay. but he has 1 to 14 now. So he yes. has a lot to work to do. Right. In fact, he's not keeping track of everybody because there are, I saw at least four hens the other day who were just off doing their own thing. Yeah. We're letting them free range again. For a couple of days. It's We have had so many big, fat, juicy rabbits running around the farm that I figured, well, there's probably not a lot of predators right now. At the moment, yeah. And it's been rainy and then and the, the yard, yard just is just a mud. muddy mess. Yeah. So we let them free range. So far, we haven't lost any. No. And they're loving all the clover. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny to see them at the beginning because the the factory rain the the the, the red birds they call them like factory production hens mm-hmm. they they were so they were so it was like a Stockholm syndrome they didn't want to get <laughs> out of the yard all the other the chickens who live here for a while the four other hens and the rooster they see the gate open and they're like yes grass woohoo let's get out there and the other was like what. I can't do that. What? <laughs> and they really, and I tried to chase them out, and they just ran right back in the door. But they're all now getting out in the yard. I love your chicken imitation, by what? the way. <laughs> they always sound like they're saying that. They do. They're just fussy little hens. But uh, I forget where we were going with this. Oh, so the least favorite thing you want to do on the farm. The least farm. favorite thing you want, to, yeah, you want to do on the farm. I would love to hear what you or don't like. Coop. That's another one of those. It, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, now you got to rank them. You gotta, you gotta. Oh, getting up early is the worst. By, okay, that's no, no contest. No, no, for you. no contest for me. I hate getting up early and then cleaning out the chicken coop and then probably killing the animals. Weeding, I think, is number one for me. I don't mind weeding because it's all zen. I put my music on. Oh, I just sit there and it's like it. a, I can do this, and it's like a, it's like a, oh yeah, let's see how many beet plants I can miss. See, I don't know? think I have attention deficit disorder or anything like that, but. It's boring. You put me down and it's say boring. start weeding, and within three minutes, I'm like, I have a million other things I'd rather be doing. I just, yeah, but it's just the thing. Like that's I know. you got to concentrate on the task at hand. I know. So I that's know why I'm better at weeding than you are. Yeah, but I get up earlier to do it. To not do it. <laughs> you start and then you like you get like an inch or two done, and you're like, wonder, wonder, wonder. And you're like, but then I come back and I do another couple of inches, and I <laughs> come back and do another row or two, and. You know. I don't think you would have been able to get the beet bed done like I did. No, nah, I don't think so. No, nope. but, uh, but that's then why again, I, I wouldn't have us. given myself heat stroke either. I would no. have paced myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would have paced yourself, and it would have been done by Wednesday. Maybe would have been done eventually. Just eventually, You're right? Exactly. See, you just got to pace yourself. But it's good to get it well. It's good to weed right after a lot of rain because the soil is still nice and moist and damp, and it's a lot easier to get all of them. You can literally just pull them out with your fingertips, and they just come right out of the dirt. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to step away. We've got your thoughts coming up after this. So stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. So we have several emails to get to uh, this week, including one from Sean in Tahlequah, who says, was listening to your latest podcast. I'm so glad you put them out on Monday now. It gives me something to listen to during the most boring day of the work week. So, sorry, we're late. Well, Tuesday kind of sucks and is boring too, right, Sean? I mean, we'll get back to the Monday schedule, yeah. I promise. Uh, the quote-unquote fungus on your fruit trees. I looked it up. I think he's right. Do you have pine trees, cedar, juniper, etc. on your property or nearby? Yes. We have a ginormous cedar tree that's not that far from the orchard. It's like four stories tall, so that's not going anywhere. And it puts out those funky little seed pods. And I did read that those things could cause problems with other fruit trees, and that must be what's going on with the peach trees out there. Oh, and it affects mainly apples, but can also <laughs> affect peaches, plums, nectarines, and It hasn't and affected fruits. our apple trees, but it has oh, totally killed the plum and peach trees. It hasn't affected the apple trees, but the apple trees are also pretty small. Well, it hasn't killed them either. Yeah. Well, it know. hasn't killed the other trees, but it no, but it, with the it, fruit. But it gives the, no, it also, um, if you if you look at the ones that are in the orchard, they have this weird, sappy, blackish, blistery, sappish yeah. coating on them. I know. And then parts of it are dying. Yes, and then they the, haven't but killed the, them. But the fruits that come in are coming in there. They've got some sort of boreworm problem. That's a whole different issue with the peaches. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know how anybody on the planet can actually grow organic. I realize that organic has a whole <laughs> special set of their own sort of chemicals. They do have pesticides and crap. They're supposed to be better for you, but I don't know. Anyway, Sean says, uh, uh, your potatoes in a feed bag, great idea. We take a similar but different approach. We use a plastic 55-gallon drum. Uh, cut off the top of the barrel, fill with uh, about 12 inches of soil, place three potato starters, cover with three inches of soil, water as usual until the plants are about 12 inches tall, at which time we cover with six inches of soil. We repeat step two until you reach the top of the barrel, let the plant continue to grow until it's the normal time to harvest, and then you'll have different sizes of potatoes available, the largest on the bottom, mm. at the time of harvest. And then you take the small potatoes on the top and you save them for your next planting. Those become your seeds Seed or potatoes. your starters. Yeah, that makes sense. I could probably do the sa- a similar thing with the bags because I can roll them down. Mm-hmm. And then just roll them up and add more dirt as the plants get taller. Yep. That's a good idea. Uh, uh, Sean also says, I posted pictures of our new bunnies to my Instagram account at I did, Pecan Grove I said, Farm. They were so cute. I said, are these meter pets? <laughs> but he did say in the email that they're they're definitely being raised for meat, but he wants to uh, learn how to tan and, and uh, preserve the fur. And I thought that's really a cool idea because I would love it like – if, if that would be one thing I really like to do, if we would do something with the rabbits that are eating the plants in our yard. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I know why they're here. Have you noticed how many wild strawberries are everywhere in our yard? Yes, like they're everywhere. Yes. They're all over the place. So that's probably what they're here for. But yeah, if I can make myself a nice little pair of bunny mittens with a fur on the inside <laughs> to keep my hands warm. Mm. Well, I'm gonna go down with a 22. I saw four of them bound off in different directions last night. I so. saw a big one tonight. Oh, yeah, there are a couple of big fat ones like, down Ooh. there. The only thing I'm worried about, though, with the wild rabbits is there's they, they can carry some weird, um, 
and I read about it in a cartoon. It was like that doctor, somebody that I used to watch and read the paper. Not Marcus Welby, but uh, no, but it, you know there was that whole doctor. Yeah, like some, there was something, Judge something, Parker, something MD, and there was you know something, something there was MD. A doctor, yeah, right. So trip tr- tr- something trichinosis <laughs> or something weird like trip to it's something, but there's some weird disease that wild rabbits can carry that'll make you sick if you eat it. Okay, we just got to cook it. I well, yeah, yeah. Just got to cook it. Okay. You won't have rare rabbit. Well, no. Nobody eats rare rabbit. No. You just cook it. All right. Low and slow. Make it pop high. Exactly. That'll be no question about it. <laughs> well, Sean, we wish you the best of luck with the rabbits, and uh, we'd love to hear any recipes coming up in the future. Also, Barry wrote in, says, I heard on your podcast about winning a gun at your dinner. I went to my first Friends of NRA dinner this last March in oh. SB, Pennsylvania, near Bloomsburg. Oh, good. Not Bloomberg. Blooms. Bloomsburg. Better than Bloomberg. Uh, Barry says, I want a Henry Big Boy Silver and 44 Magnum with the NRA logo engraved on the right side of the receiver and the Friends of the NRA 25th Anniversary logo on the left side. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a great rifle, Barry. Barry says, it shoots like a champ. I'm a big fan of the Henrys. Can't go wrong. Uh, Anthony Imperato, the uh, owner of Henry, is just a fantastic guy. They make their guns. They make their guns, Missy, in Bayonne, New Jersey. Awesome sauce. Yep. They're New Jersey girls. <laughs> they are, they are New They're Jersey. They're all Jersey girls. They're uh, New Jersey girls. Uh, and, I like uh, my Henry, little, my, my little Henry 22. Mm-hmm. I have picked off, what, woodchucks. I got the fox with that. Yep. All kinds of stuff. As I said, it's fun to shoot. It's mm-hmm. accurate. It's all get out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, you're getting something, you know, not only do you get to support an American gun company, but, uh, again, I always like to thumb my nose a little bit at the uh, anti-gun politicians in New Jersey by buying a gun made in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Anthony has been a, a fantastic supporter of the NRA for for years and years and years, um, as evidenced by the fact that uh, you got a chance, Barry, to uh, to win. Yeah, that uh, Henry Big Boy there. All right. Uh, also, Larry says, uh, I know you like history, and when that history involves communism and the war America waged against it, Uh-oh. he says, I know that just knocks your interest level up to eleven. Indeed, it does, Larry. Larry said, I just finished a book called Spycraft, The Secret History of the CIA Spy Techs from Communism to Al-Qaeda. Starts in 1942 in the offices of the OSS and tells the story of the R&D department and how it grew from a wartime department into a Cold War uh, time operation. Larry also says, I once saw Cold War open for Bronsky Beat. (laughs) We have that as like a big running joke. Everybody knows it, doesn't they? Yes, they do. It's so funny. Uh, Larry says it focuses on the CIA's version of Q from the 007 movies. Ooh. Right? The cameras, listening devices, the spy craft, the development of them. I like the cars. They always tricked his cars out with the coolest stuff. Yeah. And his, he didn't have the cool shoes, so like, get smart. No, he did not. No. Larry says, after reading it, I found a new appreciation of the TV show The Americans. Well, that's, well, that's yeah. one of our favorites, yep. Larry. Uh, and yeah, the technology is, is fascinating. I mean, you know, the, the even back to the 1940s, like with the micro dot, where you would take a, a picture of documents and you'd shrink it down to the size of, of like a, 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 a period on a piece of paper. Whoa. And they would put it on postage stamps and mail it. And you'd never see it. And it would get to its intended destination, and then they'd blow up the micro dot, and they would retrieve all of the information. Like, how on earth did that? Like, how right? You just that don't have think been of, not fuzzy. Like, when I take a graphic now, and you try to make a change of it, you 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 lose. You lose resolution. Lo- resolution. It's going to be fuzzy. I know. It's like magic. It is it's like, like spycraft magic. Uh, also, uh, Dean with an email: the Forty Acre Fool Book Club. 
Uh, Dean says, I just finished reading The Stranger in the Woods, The Extraordinary Story of the Last True Hermit by what? Michael Finkel. It's a story about Christopher Knight, not not from a Brady Bunch. Uh, Chris Knight was? Peter. Uh, no. He wasn't Greg. No, so if he wasn't Peter and he wasn't Greg. I guess he was Bobby. Uh, that is correct. Because he wasn't Dad. That is correct. Chris Knight was Bobby on the Brady Bunch. I always wanted to grow up and have like the Brady Bunch family. Only I wanted my kids to have more than one bathroom. That was ridiculous. I'm Six just kids sharing a bathroom. Checking now to make sure because I'm having a brain. Well, I just I think that that's correct, but I don't want to be wrong. Oh, right? I gotcha. So Christopher Knight was um, Peter. We were wrong. It was Peter Brady. Was no, I was right. Knight. Yeah, but then you said no, and then you went to Bobby. Well, I said Peter, and you looked at me like I was wrong, so I figured I, I, I didn't need to make that anyway. Name. I didn't clearly. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> Fine. Well, different Christopher Knight entirely. Anyway, it's a moot point. Right. Okay, so it was Christopher Knight. It wasn't Peter. Brady. It was not Peter Brady. Uh, lived in Albion, Maine, and he just up and went into the woods in the mid '80s for a couple of decades when he was only in his early 20s. The author does a wonderful job of telling the stories. Says Dean. He's about my age then. What a crazy person. Well, he lived at his campsite near North Pond, subsisted on what he pilfered from the nearby cabins, uh, never taking anything of real value, only taking items that were necessary for him to survive. And he's quite still frankly, stealing. Most items people would never miss from their vacation cabin, yet still wrong and noted by Chris Knight as wrong and not the manner in which he was raised. Okay. He was embarrassed that that was what he had done. Uh, when he was finally caught after 25 years by a cunning Maine conservation officer, he was subsequently charged with over 1,000 felony burglaries. Yeah. Uh, most prosecutable due to these statute limitations or others never being reported. Most not prosecutable. Right, yeah. Uh, the author, Dean, says, does a good job of presenting Mr. Knight his story, possible insight on his mental health, etc. It's a quick read at about 200 pages. Guy gives up on society because he has nothing because it has nothing to offer him and he doesn't fit in with his own sensibility, so he goes on a walkabout for a quarter century. So you don't have Asperger's? I don't know. I guess we'd have to, to, to read yeah. there. Um, yeah, I can certainly... Uh, I don't know about the idea of going walkabout. I, and, and I don't think I could ever reject society, but I will say this, Dean. It, it is nice, as much as I hate weeding, uh, it is nice to be able to, not just to be able to, but to have to, put down your phone. You don't check your phone. You don't constantly, uh, oh, what's on my email, right? Or, ooh, what's somebody saying on Twitter? When you get in that zen-like zone, which is sometimes very hard for me, and I think that's why yeah. I don't like weeding because it's hard for me to to turn disconnect. this off yeah, and disconnect. I, I desperately want. We go to. out to dinner sometimes, and we have to I have to remind you to, honey, I'm here. I know, and I don't like that. Mm. Uh, I really don't like it. Don't but uh, but but yeah, when I'm able to disconnect, when I'm able to get into that zone, I sure do like that. Uh, I don't necessarily need twenty years of living in the woods and. Stealing, stealing other people's, people's cabin, but uh, no. Uh, if he was living out in the woods anyway, he should have like tried to grow stuff. If you're going to steal things, go to a store and steal some seeds. Make, make at least be useful, you know. Well, be more self sufficient. His way was not self sufficiency. His way was <laughs> primitive his, mooching. Primitive, I think is yeah, <laughs> way primitive mooching. It's like the it's like he's like the human version of one of those cats that that finds a neighborhood and just goes to house to house to find people who feel sorry for it and give it food. Yeah, but he's, or the, or the or he's raccoon it. who just goes right. from house to house and takes Steals it. it. 
Uh, Dean also says, uh, P.S., in the wake of what's happened this week, my condolences to you and the loss of your friend Bob Owens. Yeah. I was a patron of his on Twitter and bearing arms. He will be missed. I learned quite a bit from his insights and articles, not to mention his appearances on Cam and Company. Prayers for his family to you and friends. And, Dean, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah. that uh, I'm not going to get into it here. But no. uh, it sucks. And I will say this. If you... But you were good. You went down... I did. I went down to the memorial service, and uh, and I, I will keep you up to date as to a, a public service, because uh, I know that there are a lot of folks who do want to honor Bob. But honestly, um, again, if you find yourself in a place where you need to talk, there are people out there yeah, you who, who want to listen. And uh, um, But if you do a search, um, someone has set up a GoFundMe to help... Uh, help the girls with the college funds and stuff like that. Yeah, if you just look up uh, Bob Owens on Bear, on uh, GoFundMe, Go you'll be able to find the page, and uh, you can make a donation. But thank you for that, Dean. And uh, on that note, I think we will wrap things up here. Starting to get a little late. We got to walk the dogs one more time, and you look like you're ready for bed. Oh, in fact, there's a yawn. I didn't sleep well last night, but yeah. All right. Well. Time for bed. Thank you again for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Thank you for excusing our tardiness. I promise we'll be back on schedule next week. No, I'm not making any promises. You know, we got to plant a lot of stuff next weekend. Depends we on what time Missy exhausted. gets up next weekend. Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to have time to... And if somebody can pay attention. <laughs> That's right. All right. Pinky swear. I'll pay attention. You get up, up before earlier. nine. There you go. There we are. All right. Ready? Break. Break. Have a great night. Be safe. A great week. Be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And we'll talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Bye, y'all. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.